Nachos Amigos, and welcome to Record Breakers. The point is back. Uh, I'm Peter Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me is, of course, my team. Uh, slightly different configurations because Skype decided to rearrange everybody's assigned seats. Uh, or mainly just these two guys. Or these two guys. Uh, we got Patrick. What up? We've got Brett. Hello again. Cellularly. <laughs> and we've got Drew. Hey! Yeah. Uh, we're here to talk about music, as we do every week. Uh, the one providing the music this week is Brett. Brett, what do you got for us this week? Oh, I brought our friends uh, Moon Hooch, the, uh, the great uh, saxophone drum uh, trio from uh, New York. I brought their latest album, Red Sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a, t- a team, a group that we've talked about before. Uh, the, we talked about cave music before, and it's definitely gonna be interesting to talk about this latest uh, uh, offering from those guys. Uh, Patrick, what expectations did you have coming into this album? Well, uh, I I enjoyed the last Moon Hooch record. I still listen to it on occasion, so I was uh, I was ready to have some uh, weird baby of uh, saxophone, jazz, and uh, EDM. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Drew, what expectations did you have coming into this album? Um, I remembered listening to Moon Hooch before. I remembered the cave music that they were uh, putting out. Uh, funny side fact, as I pulled up the Wikipedia, somebody apparently changed their genre to cave on Wikipedia, which makes me laugh. Nice. Um, but I remember them being a very sax heavy um, and very tight percussive uh, fusion jazz sort of outfit from New York. So I was expecting some more jazzy weirdness mm-hmm. and some cool tunes that I could groove on. Yeah. Uh, Brett, how would you describe this album uh, in particular musically? What would be the themes elements that make this one up? Well, when I, like, within minutes of finishing up the album for its first listen, I knew I wanted to bring it. Um, where their first album was just a straight, dirty wind and drums deal, and their second album was sort of added a little bit of vocals and. Um, they started playing with uh, digital electric wind. Um, this album sort of adds a lot more to it. You get a, a, a lot more digital with the, uh, with the hoots from, uh, from the woodwind instruments. Um, it's got the same uh, hot dance beats that you'd expect. Um, it builds and it breathes like, a, like a, an electric dance uh, track would. Um, tracks go for a while. They, they stew. Um, there's there's not a whole lot of um, punch in the face right away. There's a lot of slow burns, um, but uh, it, it comes across really well with this style of music. Uh, and you know, the, the, it, I I have not been able to because this album is so new. I haven't seen live video of how they're playing this stuff. Information with an independent band is kind of hard, so I don't know what all yeah. equipment they're using. But uh, there's definitely they're probably playing around with stuff that goes lower in registers than your standard baritone saxophone from what I saw videos of them playing. Um, there's definitely a lot going on on the low end. Um, if you 
if you start picking out the different voices um, of the of the musicians um, being played, um, you can definitely see that there's there's some different equipment being used on this album, or it's being used in a different way. And that really, you know, on a couple songs, really caught my attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, what would be the themes and elements that caught your attention on this album? Um, so the last Moon Hooch record, I think, leaned. It was jazz, but with like an EDM edge. And I think this has really swung more towards EDM played by jazz musicians on jazz instruments. Uh, and they've also, I think, really mastered uh, running their instruments through effects in a, in a way that they had not that they had messed around with on on cave music. Uh, in a different way. And Brett, the instrument you're looking for that makes those weird bass sounds, it's a contrabass clarinet that's then run through Ableton Live and has effects put onto it. Uh, I, I did some, I, I, re- I read some, uh, some, some interviews with them and that was, that was what it came down to, I think, is that super low bass sound you're hearing is a contrabass clarinet then run through Ableton with, you know, a bunch of effects put on it. Yeah, I like uh, when I saw them last, they were sticking uh, a uh, pylon from the side of the road out of the uh, the, the the sound hole uh, to <laughs> extend the range. I think they've cleaned up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this. So I like the last record and this improved in ever. I think kind of in every way I hoped it would. And I think uh, exceeds cave music in terms of quality and and my level of enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, what would be the themes elements that caught your attention? Like these guys said, this is uh, very heavy on the dance part of what Moon Hooch is good at. Like I said, they are just a jazz group through and through, but they're mixing it with something that's really, really cool and really, really, I don't, feel has been done before um i don't remember it being done before at least not to this effect it's that you have a almost a dance club compositional quality to it where you're finding like a very defined beat and you're finding a very defined rhythm section to it uh that permeates the entire track yet it's done in this more fusion jazz way when it comes to melodies and how uh, one part of the song will connect to the next. Um, there is a lot of really cool instrumentation. There just is. It can be talked ad nauseum the way that they use the instruments and the effects uh, that they put on those instruments in a recording studio setting that's really, really well thought out and really, really well done. It's his musicians getting into a room, being good at their instruments and saying, what can we do that's fun? And where can we go from there? The, the And it comes through because, in my opinion, um, we talk about, or they talk about the instrumentation and the weird sort of sounds that were still really fun music. It's not just weird noise. It's good noise. It's good music. But you can talk about that and the weird instrumentation. But what I found was that the use of like spots of intense reverb at certain points on certain instruments really added this like really cool fullness and like thick nature to the entire sound of the record that I think was really, really well done here. And 
the more electronic-y, synthy parts of it were brought to the forefront more than this was in the last record, which I think is really, really cool. It's an album that, if you like jazz and you also like to groove on it and dance and have a good time with it, I this record did both of those for me because I'm I'm in the middle of that Venn diagram. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely groove to this so, so well uh, and get into a cool headspace and have fun and kind of have fun, dance around. Uh, it's such a good record for that. Uh, Brett, what would be some of the key tracks for you uh, to zero in on? Well, I think all of the Moon Hooch albums so far um, have really put me in. Uh, you, you sort of get taught what you're getting ready to get into. Like from the first time I saw them live and they played their opening track from their from their debut album to this album, their opening track really, really sets the table for what you're going to get. It really sets the low bar for where things are going. Like, you know, it, it, it spools it up. Um, and I, this, this album's no different than any of the other ones. You really, you get a, a great song and it meshes into the, the second track super, super well. Um, everybody gets, it's, it's the, uh, the great, everybody gets their piece of the pie on that track. Um, but, uh, probably my favorite song on the album, uh, is booty house. Um, (laughs) it's a Johnny upbeat swing tune. Um, it's, it's, it's unlike anything else I've ever heard the guys do. Um, and, uh, it's just so it it just, the way that it, that it sort of gallops its way, uh, through the track, it's, it's pretty awesome. I, it, it was the thing that I kept going to over my listens. Um, and, uh, another good, uh, song that I, I really latched onto was something else. Um, it, it's a it's a slow burn, but it and like the payoff is so short, but uh, it, like this explosion of, of saxophone uh, is the great is it's a great payoff. I, I really enjoyed like th- there's so many songs on this on this album that I could just pick apart and be like, hey, they, they did this neat little trick here or oh, hey, they, they put this effect on this thing for this one second of payoff. They put this much effort into it. There's, they really, they really did a good job on on a lot of songs, but those were the three that really stood out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Uh, some of the ones that stood out for you? Uh, Record breakers thing. The opening title track, "Red Sky," is the best Moon Hooch song to date, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it's basically a banger of a dance track, uh, but again, played on saxophones and drums. Uh, and the main melody, so so Brett talked about when he was learning jazz, trying to learn Coltrane parts on guitar, and the sax line from this sounds like the inverse. It sounds like a guitar melody transposed into the saxophone, and I think it's really, really cool because of it. Um, it, it just rips, and the bass line has the, the, which is, again, still saxophone, not a guitar, it has this growl that you can't get with, with a stringed instrument that you can only do with a wind. And it sounds so freaking cool. Um, this, this is one of those, um, things where I say, this is like the best song I've heard in a good long while, like new thing that it, like, it, it just, it blew me away. And it will, if there were ever a song that these guys 
could legitimately try to maybe have some modicum of crossover success outside of their their small but mighty fan base. This might be it. It's fantastic. Like you could you could probably put that on in a lot of clubs and people wouldn't stop dancing because it is that good. Uh, Low five is another sort of, you know, straightforward dance track. But it has like this incredible sax solo section and solos sometimes break up like the danceability of a song. And these do not. It just keeps going and it works so, so well. Uh, and it was really, really cool. And I'll mention it because uh, these guys, uh, Sunken Ship, you get vocals, which is not something I think they've really done much of before this. And you get the cool sort of pulse, uh, pulse with mod bass sound out of the contrabass clarinet that just sounds so much. It sounds like you're like, that sounds a little bit like a, you know, like a, uh, an Electro House dubstepy bass sound, but it's a saxophone or a clarinet in this case, but it's a woodwind instrument playing that sound. And it's, it's really cool because of the way they can control it. Um, the only time I've ever heard something other than a computer play that is there's a guy who can do it with a bass and a, and a thing called a hot hand wah, where it basically you get a, a thing where you can adjust a filter, uh, by moving your hand. And it's just, it's really cool. And and the vocals are really nice. Like they make sense. They feel like like vocals on a dance track. Like they're 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 not his vocals are not like super pretty amazing, but they're really really good quality and uh, and they they fit what with the music. Like they make sense where they're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Well, I'm gonna go backwards um, from what I normally do. I'm gonna start with a rough sex. Um, there's this like dirty like very more i mean maybe i'll take a trip to florida (laughs) um but no there's uh, hey back off (laughs) oh this is mine now um no but it's this like a lot more heavy on the electronic sound it's got this like dirty grit to it that i really really like um the sound tonal tonality wise was a bit of a surprise in the mix of the entire album but like listening back to it knowing it was coming it fits in kind of perfectly well on the album um i think i really found that track to be really cool um we're gonna go to booty house um because booty house was great uh probably my favorite track on the record um it feels like a video game song it feels like if the nes could have full orchestrations and some platform game decided to grab a jazz band, they would have created this. I don't know why it reminds me of an old NES or super NES game so much, but it just does. It has that like really upbeat, like this is like level seven, two and like you're going through and trying to get to the princess or whatever. It's, it's just great. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, and then Red Sky. We're gonna we're gonna go uh, end with the beginning, the the low growl that hits you right in the gut right at the beginning, the like just stick percussion on like the side of a snare that you get picked up just in the hints in the background. That it's that gr- dark groovy feel to it, and then as the hook sort of changes into what I guess is a chorus, um, you have 
a tone that slightly changes into like a more lighter sort of fare, but it never loses that like horn growl that you got at the beginning, which I think is really cool. Um, those changes while keeping that underlying groove and like sort of the idea that they got in right at the beginning, I think sort of signifies this band really, really well and just how much you know they think through this thing and really think like what is going to make this the best throughout and what's going to connect really well. And I think it's put on good display with Red Sky there at the beginning. Yeah, Red Sky is just a fantastic opening track. It's just... It it once it like once I pulled this up on Spotify and started playing, uh, as soon as it got on, I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> this is the journey I'm going on. This is the adventure I'm 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 undertaking, and I'm, I'm and I'm happy for it." Uh, yeah, that's just there's no way to get around that. It's just a fantastic opening track. Um, and we bring it back around the horn to talk about some conclusive thoughts. Uh, Patrick, what will be your conclusive thoughts on the album as a whole? Uh, go listen to this album. It's really, really, really good. Uh, it, it it has something for for the jazz head, and it has something for the kid who's like into dance music but wants something more. That wants to know, okay, how far can this idea go? How 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 can we make something unique and different that isn't just the same thing uh, done over again with ever so slightly different electronics applied. This is totally interesting, and I really, 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 now that I like live in a city where they might actually conceivably play someday, want to see these guys live. It, this is uh, this is one of my favorites in a minute. Yeah. Like can't, it's can't, real. Can't hate a, Can't hate those dudes. <laughs> nope. Those are those dudes are dudes you want to groove with and hang out with. Like, and I, I get the impression like people go to their shows and dance. Yeah. Do people dance at jazz shows? No, but they'll dance at a goddamn moon hoot show because they're awesome. Exactly. Uh, Drew, what will be your conclusive thoughts on the album? Every time I listen to Moon Hooch, I'm reminded that I should be listening to more Moon Hooch. Um, they're a band that is just a lot of fun. They're a band that I hope one day to see live at some point because, like uh, Pat said, it's something that just seems like it would be a blast. The lot. Like, it seems like that live show would just be an absolute, like, just fun time. And there's not many jazz groups that you could say that about. Maybe, like, your snarky puppies and stuff like that. But, like, Moon Hooch really brings something to the table within jazz that I think can have that almost crossover appeal. It's not going to be for everybody. I'm not (laughs) saying it will be. I'm not saying it's that pop record that's going to get radio success but it's something that if you are really interested in music and you're interested in music for musicianship sake this is a band that deserves checking out and this album especially i think they're every album that i've heard of theirs um from hearing them really early on when their name started permeating to the album that brett brings on that reminds me like oh yeah this is a band that i should be actually paying attention to to this album, they're growing in leaps and bounds and they're doing stuff that just shows that as they learn about the process and as they keep going through it, they keep having something new to bring to the table. And I think that's really neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett, what will be your conclusive thoughts on the album? 
Well, first off, I'd like to thank uh, They Might Be Giants for uh, having them as an opening band uh, a couple years ago when I saw them live, not knowing what I was getting into. And I saw everybody just chatting up, not even looking at the stage. And all of a sudden, some guys come out with some woodwinds and a guy sits on a drum kit. And it was like, you know, everybody does the cartoon as they turn their head. Uh, this, You guys knew me before I heard Moon Hooch. And you, uh, you know the kind of music that uh, that I'm into. I have a high standard for being impressed by stuff. Like the the, I, I I don't get shocked by a lot of things. This is about as fresh as it gets. There is there is hope Funky left fresh. for the there is hope left for the youths of today because these guys are all younger than us and they're out there making stuff that like I ain't never heard before uh, to to put it in a way, but like. For real, these these guys are are doing the Lord's work with instruments that they ought not to be doing music that they shouldn't be doing with them and doing it in the best way possible. So, like anybody that can sit and listen to who's played a video game and been like you know tolerant of the music that they hear that is electronic music. I mean, this was the soundtrack to this album dropped about the time I got serious into some Overwatch. So this album was the soundtrack to me shooting people in that game. Yeah. Uh, this this is a good casual listen, but if you want to go deep, you can go deep. You can you can hear that one hoot, that one growl that they probably spent more time than you would think being like, we need to put that there, you know. And it's yeah, it's a real. That's right. They 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 hoot and they holler. I, I was I was going to make a joke about there being no hope for the youth of today. And then I looked it up, and apparently they reformed back in 2010, and I did not know that. So apparently there is hope for the youth of today. <laughs> good going, Ray Capo. Yes, yes. That is, that is, uh, that is a good reference. Uh, yes, Moon Hooch. Uh, an undeniable record from an undeniable band. Uh, and now we get to our undeniable main event with our undeniable bad haikus. Uh... Or good haikus. You know what? I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to prejudge your quality of haikus. That's wrong of me to do so. Uh, you know what? I should, I, should, I should think highly of you guys. Uh, so let's get into our haiku reviews of the Moon Hooch. Patrick, what is your haiku? This is so damn good. The perfect next step forward. Genuinely great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? Fusion of goodness from only a few states east. Always a good time. Uh, I've got mine. A groovy mind trip with enough twists to stay fresh. Moon Hooch still has it. Uh, and Brett, what is your haiku? A great third album. The mastery of three skilled dudes. Enjoyable hoots. Yes. Yes. Hoots and the toots. toots are uh, the toots are, are go without mention. Yes, exactly. Um, I, I like that uh, now. In retrospect, I like that I threw Moon, Moon Hooch still has it. Like they're like thirty year veterans <laughs> coming back for a comeback. Like, <laughs> Don't call it a comeback. They've been here for like five years. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, those are our thoughts on Moon Hooch's Red Sky. Uh, you can of course. Find it on our Spotify playlist. 
listen to it. We highly recommend it. It's a fantastic album. Uh, it'll make your life better, in at least by a magnitude of like at least a little bit. You know, at a least magnitude a magnitude of a little bit. Yes, at exactly. <laughs> or a lot. Could be a little bit or a lot. Uh, on that Spotify playlist, uh, if I remember, I, uh, yeah, on that Spotify playlist will be next week's record, and I believe it is uh, Drew's record. Drew, what do you got for us next week? This is the first time I'm going into sort of that sort of classic rock era, I feel, but with a band that is very much not uh, the cookie cutter out of there by any stretch of the imagination. Um, a band that was huge in Japan um, and had their own success here as well. This is going to be uh, Heaven and Night by Rockford, Illinois' own Cheap Trick. They're, they're big in Japan. Um, Fucking huge in Japan. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, look forward to that. Listen to that. Do your homework. It'll be a quiz next week. Uh, uh, but that's it for this week. On the Record Breakers, you can, of course, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the Swagger. Brett is at HeyBDBearBirdHIBBITYBBIBBARD. Drew is at XJuiceFRX. I'm Petey Rave. The show is four Record Breakers. That's the number four Record Breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com, recordbreakerspodcast.gmail.com if you want to email us. Rebelli TV on YouTube uh, and on Twitch. Uh, Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Uh, all the things. Uh, you can find us all over the place iTunes, Stitcher. Subscribe, like, share, comment, give us feedback, yell at us. Do all the things. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. Oodaloo. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>